guys, it's Jen. It's time to take a selfish. On this episode of Just For Me, we're going to have a conversation about how to help you find your passion. On the last Jenna Zen episode, Recommitment, I mentioned that I realized a few years back that I needed to start looking for something more. I realized that I needed to find my next level. For me, one of the early steps was determining my passion. I guess if I had to one word my passion, it would be wellness. But in a broader sense, it's kind of multifaceted. It's fitness of all types, like literally all types. Each week I run, cycle, lift weights, box, do bar, Pilates, yoga. I just love all of it so much. I would do all of it every day if I could. I will try anything fitness related. Well, except swimming. I don't swim. I mean, I can swim, but like for survival purposes only. I would never choose to swim. I told you in the siblings episode that two of my kids love the water. They did not get that from me. I love anything physical wellness, dietary supplements, beauty, tips and tricks like in the olive oil episode, anti-aging, spiritual or emotional wellness like journaling and meditation. I also have a passion for interpersonal wellness, so relationships, communication skills, love languages. So like I said, it's very multifaceted, but wellness, I think, sums it up quite nicely. What's your passion? For all of us looking to rediscover ourselves as women, I think it's super important to first determine our passion because that will help us figure out where to spend any free time, how to start in new relationships, what direction to head in our career. For all of it, we need to know our passion. And really, I get it. We're busy. Life is crazy all the time. So if we're going to take a selfish, this is a great way to spend it. Let's spend a few minutes and have a conversation about five steps to take to start looking for your passion. First, be present. Slow down. Be mindful. When we're itching for a change or to do something else or try something different, we get that anxious go, go, go feeling. But when we are trying for introspection, we need to do just the opposite. We need to slow down, take a look around us, be mindful. Chances are there are clues all around you. We're just moving so fast and so laser focused on the tasks at hand that we're not seeing what is right in front of us. It's in the moments of silence or the spaces in between the action that we can actually see who we are and what inspires us. We're typically running through life so fast that we don't notice. Life isn't going to slow down, but we can. We can't calm our worlds, but we can calm ourselves. Meditation is the perfect place to start practicing mindfulness. To do a very simple and basic mindfulness practice, you'll first choose an intention. Your intention can be anything. You can specifically set the intention of being present. May I be more present in my day. Or at the particular moment, you might need something more specific like gratitude or happiness or peace or courage or power or focus or groundedness. 
May I feel at peace. May I focus on gratitude. May I find the courage I need. Then you'll focus your attention on the present moment. You can do this by first noting your surroundings. During meditation, we typically close our eyes to remove any visual distractions. Our eyes are most commonly the way we take in our world. So when we remove this element, it sets you up especially well to be present and aware of your surroundings. You can start by noting any sounds around you, any smells in the room, the feeling of air against your skin. Then you can focus on your breath, paying attention to how it naturally begins to slow down simply by sitting and closing your eyes. Then you can be consciously aware of the feeling of your breath as it comes in through your nose, fills up your chest and belly, empties from your chest and belly, and moves back out your nose and over and over again. Next, you can move your attention through your body as you try to feel and relax every body part from your toes all the way up to the crown of your head. By doing this, you are starting to cultivate what is called the neural pathways of attention. You can spend as little as two, three, four, five minutes doing this to start off and getting a bit longer as you get more comfortable. If you prefer something guided, you can download an app. Something like Calm is a great app and there are others that are out there that specialize in meditation. Personally, I absolutely love all things Peloton, and they have fabulous meditations, which are my personal preference. Okay, so second, do a deep dive on yourself. How many times have you looked at or talked with or more likely talked to one of your kids about what they were interested in? Or maybe you were trying to play detective. What are they up to up there? or listening to one side of a conversation, trying to piece things together, looking at a browser history, trying to put the pieces together. What do they want for their birthday? Or what can you get your husband for Christmas? You need to snoop, but do it on yourself. Notice what actually makes you happy. What brings you joy? What activities do you dread doing? And which ones do you actually enjoy? Do you like to write? Take pictures? Do you doodle when you're in a meeting? Is it shopping? Putting together your outfits? Do you like working out? Do you like to move the furniture around your room to get a different feel for things? Organizing your closets? What interests you when you're listening to a podcast? A couple of great ways for you to work on this might first be through journaling, which I know you've already started doing with our Jenna's Zen prompts. In addition to these amazing reflections you have been doing, I want you to go back to the good old Dear Diary, You Won't Believe What I Did Today technique from when you were like 10 years old. Think back on your day. What did you do today? How did it make you feel? Happy? Angry? Exhausted? exhilarated? What was something you found interesting? I used to ask my kids when they were little, tell me something today that made you happy. 
something that made you sad, something that made you proud. Answer those types of questions for yourself. Dear diary, you won't believe what I did today. And how did it make you feel? Another thing that you can do is invest like 30 minutes by stopping at Barnes & Noble. Don't look at the newest fiction books. Where do you naturally head? Do you gravitate towards travel books? The history section? Are you looking for cookbooks or astrology? If you must be there and look through a section of books, what section would it be? It's a great way to start exploring what you're interested in. Next, the third step. But this comes after you've gotten a good handle on some things that you enjoy from step number two. Let yourself move through these steps and let yourself do what you found you like in step two. That sounds silly, right? But we have so many things in our lives that we need to do. It's really not so unreasonable to do something that we want to do once in a while too. When you schedule your week or your day, put it in there like you would any of the zillion other tasks or commitments that you have to do. I know that I do something fitness is related every day for about an hour. That means that every morning when I plan out my day, I allot that time and figure it into the schedule for the day. I meditate every morning. So I wake up 10 minutes early each morning so I can meditate. Plan it into your schedule just like you would if one of your kids came up and said, hey, mom, I have to go to wherever. You're going to find that the more you start doing things that you enjoy, the clearer the picture becomes. Sometimes it's because you really enjoy it after all, and other times, eh, maybe it isn't what you thought it would be. Maybe you think you're into photography, but when you actually start to take pictures, you realize, nah, I just like taking pictures of my kids. Or, Nah, I just like to be outside, not the taking pictures part of being outside. Maybe that will make you realize that you like hiking. Or maybe you think that you like hiking, but the only times you've actually hiked have been on vacation, and it's actually the traveling part that you're super interested in. Regardless, every step you take will lead you one step closer to finding your passion. Oh, By the way, even when you're on step three, you're still doing one and two. You're still meditating and you're still being mindful and present and you're still being aware of what you're doing and journaling and all of the above so that you can keep picking up other clues along the way. Fourth, talk to people. Do some research. If you're interested in wine, talk to the owner of your local wine shop. If you're interested in healthy eating, Ask the nutritionist at your gym some questions. If you'd like to open a floral shop, talk to florists. If you're interested in yoga, research different studios in the area. Ask people you know for recommendations. You'll be able to learn so much from the people who are already doing it. Fifth and last, be open-minded and flexible. Let your exploration take you where you need to be not where you think you need to be. 
Those may be two very different paths. Let your self-discovery lead you. Become mindful and quiet your mind and you'll be amazed at the cues that your intuition picks up that your mind has been missing. So today, it's time for you to take a selfish, start exploring, and you just might find your passion. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow the podcast, reach out to me on socials, and share the podcast with others who you believe will enjoy and benefit from the content. Follow me on socials at Reframing Me. Until next time, be well, communicate, and practice mindfulness. Mm-hmm.